Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. To give you an insight into what the next 30 minutes of your life will be like, today's guest has this remarkable phrase on his website. If you are what you eat, then feed me greatness. Daryl Bumpus Sr. is an author, speaker, and life coach exploring greatness, creating a life that reflects the best version of ourselves, bringing out our purpose from within, and turning dreams into reality. Daryl shares his wisdom gained from experience, insights, reading, and listening throughout this conversation. He also talks about self-care, self-investment, tips for recovering from burnout, and his own diet of greatness. I hope you'll grab a notebook and get ready to take some notes because Daryl brings the passion and inspiration that you need. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 708. What I'm endlessly curious about, Chris, is the mind, you know, how the mind works. Curiosity uh, leads to insight. Right, curiosity leads to to diffuse creativity and going after uh, bigger dreams and other dreams. So I once read, if you think it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So imagine you know having that connection where you your thoughts become your reality. So just being able to understand how that works, it's worked for me. Apparently, it works for you. It worked for you because you have this 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 podcast, and you also have the amazing company, the production company, mm-hmm. right? So it had to come from somewhere. So I, my endless curiosity is about the mind. Mm. What was the last thing that you wrestled with in your own mind to turn into a reality? Oh, great question, Chris. Great question. And I'm I'm sure I'm going to have a lot more of these great questions from you. <laughs> the last thing I wrestled with was when I decided to retire from my day job. Mm-hmm. I was in a comfort zone, Chris. Mm-hmm. But I realized that the comfort zone was lying to me. But I still wrestled with walking away, walking away from the from the day job, walking away from this false sense of security that I had. Mm-hmm. And I w- was about to make the step and I had some uh, great people around me and told me that you're making a emotional decision instead of a business decision. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I'll lean into that, the reason why it was emotional decision is because at the time I had just lost my father from lung cancer. So it made me realize that it had shook my foundation. It had shook my world. But it made me realize that you can't take life for granted. You cannot take time for granted. Yes. Right, Chris? Yes. So at that moment, I realized that, you know what? I, I need to do more. I need to see more. Oh. But I still wrestled with that, that comfort zone. Yeah. I still wrestle with, if you see it in the back, my one of my books are called Mr. and Mrs. Distraction. So I had Mr. and Mrs. Distraction on my shoulder telling me, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Stay here. Life is good in this position. Mm-hmm. But they were lying to me. Yeah. So I wrestled with that. But I was able to get out of my own way. 
I was able to get out of my own way and pivot. And I'm so glad and so happy that I I did because now I have the privilege and the honor opportunity to be here with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you just said of the whole way of getting out of the comfort zone in order to do new things and see new things. That's amazing. That's such an insight that a lot of us don't really make that connection sometimes. Like we think about just the same old, same old. Right. And just how limiting that is. Yeah. We, we, you know, we tend to believe that, uh, wherever we are in life is sometime the, 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 the period for lack of a better return, better term, Mm -hmm. you know, this is it. And, you know, we, we grow up to believe that, uh, go to school and, and and come out and and get a great job. But I believe that thinking is so archaic Mm -hmm. and fallible nowadays. So we have to uh, challenge ourselves. We have to continue to, to evolve. Mm -hmm. We have to continue to grow and see what does the best version of ourselves look like, Chris? Yeah. I'm hearing too, Daryl, in this, that there's a piece of separating the identity from what you do and who you are. Indeed. Indeed. You know, I, I love that question when people ask, they always ask, uh, what do you do for a living? <laughs> you know, what do you do? But no one, everyone fails to ask, Chris, who are you? Yeah. Don't you want to know who I who I am instead Absolutely. of what I do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know, and uh you know, we have to start uh embracing that, getting to know the person and not their occupation. Mm-hmm. Because the occupation is uh temporary, but that person is constantly growing. That co- person is constantly evolving and and, 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 and and crossing paths with several different people and having uh, so many experiences that they can share those stories with. You know, if I'm meeting someone, I would like to say, well, who are you? So they can tell me about their journeys. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, Chris, their journeys are inspiration to others. Yes. Motivation to others. Yes. So I like to tell my clients, my life coaching clients is don't be selfish. Share your story. Yes. <laughs> yes. Share your story, Chris. I I imagine the common refrain to that though is like, well, my story is just not interesting. And so they limit even their own journey to that there could be value in that. And yet that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, that's the self-conflict talking. Yeah. That's the self-conflict. That's the self-doubt talking. That's the Mr. and Mrs. Distraction expressing to you that no one believes in you, expressing to you that uh, you are not important. But that's a, a, a lonely feeling. It is. And a lot of us right now uh, are feeling so alone, are feeling so alone that are dealing with uh, depression, are experiencing uncertainty. But I say to listen to your inner power. You know, my clients come to me and say, uh, what is my purpose, Chris? Yes. 
That's the number one question they always <laughs> ask is, what is my purpose? They're looking for this external big thing to occur in their life, or they're going to find these this big thing that's going to say, this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. But here's a tip I like to share with your audience and I share with my clients. Look in the mirror. Look at your eyes. Look at your, your body. Look at your face. That is your purpose. You are the purpose. You are your purpose. It's not anything else out there. You just external. blew my mind. Boom. <laughs> wow. It's all, it's all internal. Yeah. It's all internal. You know, when we are reaching our being, becoming and being our best selves, the things that are attracted to us, the things that we create, we become a lot more creative in our lives when we start seeing and appreciating the person that we are and not the things that we are trying to acquire, the things that we are trying to attain. Yes. But becoming the best version of yourself, that is your purpose in a nutshell. Wow. I mean, that just blew my mind, Daryl, in terms of, (laughs) I haven't heard it worded that way before of your purpose being what your inner power is. Indeed. And it's it's one of those things where we are taught almost to tune that out. Yes. Be like, that's selfish. That's your ego talking. Yes. And yet there's a huge difference between following your ego and being selfish and yes. doing the work, living the life that you're meant to do and be. Right. Right. Well, I mean, if we're not selfish, it's like uh how can you help someone else if you can't help yourself? Right. So you have to be selfish to help yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have to be selfish to Chris to say, listen, I'm going to create a platform for entrepreneurs and storytellers. So if Chris isn't being selfish enough to say that this is what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. it's not only going to help me, but in addition to that, it's going to help so many other people. That was you being selfish. Hmm. I just thought I was being stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) That was you being selfish and that was you getting out of your own way. Yeah, that's true. But because of you, there are so many other people that can hear our stories Mm -hmm. and can become motivated and inspired by them. Yeah. But just knowing that all it takes is me just being selfish, but not self- selfish has a negative connotation to it. Right. But selfish is putting the oxygen mask on yourself first, and then you can put it on others. What a great reframe. Yes. <laughs> I love that reframe. Oh, this is why you're you and why you do the work that you do, because you come at things in such a unique way that only you can, Daryl. That's awesome. Thank you, Chris. I'm like jumping up and down here. (laughs) (laughs) There is a phrase on your website that when I saw it, I'm like, I'm going to love this guy. And it's, (laughs) if you are what you eat, then feed me greatness. And I I just, I'm curious, what makes up your diet of greatness? Oh, great question. I told you, you're going to be full of great questions. I knew it. My diet of greatness is, well, let me just give you some uh, background on how I came up with this 
term Please. and I actually uh trademarked it also I did so, I did note that little TM on it <laughs> so it is trademarked and uh you know I, I I'm a advocate for ownership yes right so protect yourself protect your assets one-on-one -on -one, Warren Buffett the best uh business advice is uh uh, protect your investments, right? So the reason why I came up with that phrase, if you are what you eat, then feed me greatness. My diet for greatness is being able to fill myself with positive affirmations. What I explain to my clients, when you get, in, up, get up in the morning for about 10 to 15 minutes, one of the tips I like to share with them and share with your audience is do some mirror work. So my diet consists of mirror work, looking in the mirror and repeating positive affirmations. I am, I will, I can. I am, I will, I can. And while this negative chatter is going on in your, in your mind about you can't, mm -hmm. positive chatter again is I'm built for this. Even when we're having this self-doubt, mm -hmm. my diet consists of positive affirmations, positive strips, mindful techniques, such as if negative chatter is trying to take over your mind, replace it with positive strips. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying or someone is saying to you that you can't do this, you can't do that, no one believes in you. Or your mind is telling you, well, it's a Monday. Don't get out the bed. <laughs> right? Monday yeah. blues. So how I feed my diet is with, you need to get out of the bed. Someone out there needs to hear what you have to say. So I replace it with positive strips. I start thinking of the good things. The reason why I opened up my eyes. I replace it with the good things. And I say to myself, if I'm above ground, I'm winning. <laughs> yes. If I'm breathing, I'm winning. Yes. And the reason why I say that is because someone did not wake up today. Mm -hmm. So I feed myself with books. One of my favorite books is called Who Move My Cheese? And uh, the Celestine Prophecy, which is the Celestine Prophecy says, the problem in life isn't finding the right answer, it's identifying the right questions. Once you get the questions right, the answers will always come. Yes. So I, my diet consists of reading books that's going to inspire me, listening to amazing podcasts like Chris Martin, looking at stories that will inspire me, how Chris Martin was able to create a, a studio, a production studio. So I'm constantly feeding my diet with things that will inspire me to continue to move forward. So as I always say is, I didn't come this far to come this far. I came this far to see how far I have to go. Yes. So I'm constantly feeding my diet with, uh, with books, with, uh, motivational videos, um, uh, listening to other speakers, mm -hmm. uh, going to other seminars, even if I'm at a speaking engagement, I may stay and, and, and listen to the other speakers because I want that food. Feed me. <laughs> yeah. Feed me greatness.
so you mentioned some really good like ways to feed the soul so what you're bringing in how does vision and the possibilities of the future combine with what you bring inside well you know one of my uh books that i'm reading right now is your invisible power by Genevieve, I don't want to say her, I don't want to butcher her last name, but it's available on Amazon. Okay. And the books discuss uh, visualization. So how do they connect? How do we turn our dreams into reality? I like to tell my life coaching clients, go out and preview your future, go out and touch your dreams. Wow. Right. So if there's something in our mind that we are dreaming of, something that we would like to do, uh, first, I would I always advise and it's another tip to all of your listeners is that create a vision board. And on that vision board, if you're looking at that every day, which I look at minds right now, I'm looking at one right now and I'll share uh, one of my previous ones, what I had on there. But if I'm looking at this every day. And I'm going out to uh, touch my dreams. Let's just say there's an open house. There's a home on a vision board that you might want. Why not just go and visit some open open house? Go sit in the, in the house. At that moment, you're previewing your future. And before you realize it, that future will become your reality. Because you'll say, wow, 10 years ago, five years ago, a year ago, I was sitting, I came and visit this neighborhood. And now I'm living in this neighborhood. A year ago, I test drove this car. And now this car is, is in my parking lot, uh, is in my garage. A year ago, I was watching other people create podcasts. And now I have my own podcast. So preview your future. Go touch your dreams and preview your future. And believe it or not, you will see a connection with where you are to where you headed, and it will manifest for you. What's interesting in that piece of previewing your future, there's a big barrier, I think, sometimes that holds us back, and that's burnout. When that when we just can't see that future anymore or believe that we were even anywhere close to it. And so we just allow that that burnout to hold us back, keep us down, keep us safe, keep us full of comfort, whatever, however we want to define that burnout piece. And I just, I, I love that. I go back to what you said. You got to go do it. You got to go see it. Even in those deepest moments of depression or burnout so that you can just shake off the doldrums. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I want to speak to your audience right now just in case someone says well we're going to discuss a little uh burnout right now Mm -hmm. and just in case someone is saying well i'm not burnt out let me uh share some symptoms of being burnt out (laughs) some of the symptoms of being burnt out is feeling exhausted feeling empty being mentally drained feeling like you have no motivation, feeling alone. Because when you're on a journey, it can be a lonely journey. Uh, Feeling of 
being stressed out, which is one of the number one symptoms of being burnt out. In addition to that, feeling self-doubt. These are the symptoms of being burnt out. So if A, B, C, one, two, three fits you, then you are burnt out. <laughs> it may be all of the above, which I faced in my time on my journey. That's why the left side of my face is paralyzed now. And we can go into that story. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope and there is recovery from being burnt out. And here's a couple of tips that I share with my audience, my speaking engagements, uh, at my uh, life coaching sessions. One is meditation. It is important to meditate before you get up and start your journey or giving access to the world. I had a client, Chris, and she always complained about having pain in her back. And after several sessions, we realized that before she got out of the bed, before she put her feet on the, on the ground or on the floor, she would grab her cell phone. So she was allowing so much of stress to enter her life before she even put her feet on the floor. So by eliminating the cell phone and meditating at least 10 minutes every morning, and now I believe she's, she's meditating about an hour every morning now. Oh, wow. But she created that time to be able to do that. She created that time to start investing in herself. So the recovery is meditating, exercising. At 55 years old, I'm 57 now. So at 55 years old, I started boxing. Who would think? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but I love it now. I, I can't get away from it. I love it now. But it's exercise. Mm -hmm. It helps me feed my greatness mm -hmm. that's within me. Mm -hmm. The next would be self-care. So I'm a huge advocate on self-investment. I'm going to share this story with you, and I'm going to make it really brief because I know we're short on time. But uh, when I talk about discuss self-care, the story is really important. So in the movie, Superman's movie, Lois Lane is in the helicopter. Mm -hmm. The helicopter crashes into the building. Lois Lane is falling from the helicopter. And she's screaming, Chris, at the top of her lungs, help me, help me, help me. And out of nowhere, Superman appears and he says, I got you, Lois. I got you, Lois. Don't worry. I got you. And Lois Lane says to him, Chris, well, if you got me, who has you? <laughs> so while we're saving the world, we're forgetting about self-investment. We're forgetting about self-care. Yeah. So one of the, one of the uh, tips for recovering from burnout is self-care. Invest in yourself. Yeah. And the last tip would be your circle. Surround yourself with a circle that's going to do wellness checks on you and that you can do on them. So those are my tips for recovering from burnout. <laughs>
I have not heard self-care described as self-investment before. Yeah. I absolutely love that. That's a, that's a different shift of the mind right there. Yeah. We invest in so many other things. We invest in our homes. We invest in the vehicles. We invest in grocery. We invest in everything else. We, the last thing we invest in is ourselves. And sometimes we fail to do that. The reason why I say that, and I'll, touch on my face, the left side of my face. So I woke up one morning, Chris, and the left side of my face was paralyzed. And it still is. And I thought I was dying. I thought I was having a stroke. And after getting going to several doctors, they diagnosed me with Bell palsy. So I knew what it came from after taking uh, self-inventory of my, my life and what was going on, self-examination, I realized that I was trying to save everyone else and I forgot to invest in myself. I was pouring so much into everyone else and I forgot to invest in myself. And Warren Buffett says the best investment you can make is investing in yourself. So I failed to invest in myself. And from that moment on, I never looked back. Yeah. I protect my energy. And I suggest to all of your listeners also, Another tip is protect your your energy. Another tip is ask for help. Yeah. So the three three hardest things for people to say, Chris, one is I love you. I'm sorry. And the most important is I need help. And I'm here to say to all of your listeners that help is available. Help is available. And you can visit me also at DarylBumpersSenior.com <laughs> to book your life coaching session uh, because help is available. One of the things that I'm seeing right now behind you, Daryl, is a bunch of books that you've written. Yes. Is that for you a form of self-investment, putting your creative energy into writing? Yes, indeed it is, Chris. You know, my very first book came from uh, watching my father take his last breath when he was dying of cancer. And I began to write a journal and the journal was very therapeutic for me. So after writing the journal and realizing how the journal was able to give me my peace of mind and happiness, I listened to my intuition and my intuition said, someone else needs to hear this. Uh, Someone else needs to read this. Well, hear and read because it's Audible and a paperback, but someone needs to read this. So from the first book, and I, again, I touch on, I listen to my intuition because the title of my very first book is called, I Know You Hear Me, But Are You Listening? And I took a cue from that because if I would not have listened to my intuition, I would have never turned my journal into a book. So Every time I'm writing a book, which I've published uh, five books, and my new one is uh, (laughs) You Need an Income, Not a Job, Stop Waiting, Start Creating, Uh, each and every one of them are are, are like a journal to me. Just so happen I turn them into books. Nice. That's a powerful example of creativity and how it can change us while helping other people. Indeed. Indeed. Again, it goes back to uh, your purpose, your passion. You are your purpose. 
the minute that you start taking care of yourself, you become a lot more creative and you will be able to help so many other people yeah. with that creativity. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to ask, is your next book going to connect your journey with boxing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Chris. It, it could. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think uh, it, it's, a, it's a, the title. Uh, I can maybe take a page from, I think, Mike Tyson. He says, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, um, you have a plan until you get uh, punched in the face or something like that. So that maybe that's a uh, that that's a page that, that, from his uh, story that I can maybe use as a title. So <laughs> I don't know, Chris. We'll see. <laughs> Well, Daryl, you have shared so much wisdom today. Is there any closing wisdom that you'd like to share with someone right now? Sure. I, I want to uh, talk to everyone about my self-investment methodology, and it consists of uh, several different steps. So on your journey, uh, I know you may feel that you are alone. I know you may feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders, but to ease this uncertainty, to ease this self-doubt, I, I would like for you to take these steps. First one is to have a plan. Have a plan. Benjamin Franklin says, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So have a plan. Next would be Eliminate your distractions. I always ask my life coaching clients two questions. One is what are your goals and what is your distractions? You can't reach your goals until you eliminate your distractions. So have a plan, eliminate your distractions, and execute your goals. While you're doing these three things, the fourth one you have to keep in mind, trust the process. The process will bring you progress. And let me just add at least two more. One is if you have a big goal, break them down into smaller goals where they will become much more manageable. And understand it's hard to commit to something if you don't have a destination. So know the destination and trust the process. And don't be afraid to take the first step. Martin Luther King Jr. says, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Take the first step. So I got to ask, what is your destination? Oh, uh, My destination is a boat shoe life. I look at a boat shoe life with uh, stress-free, peace of mind, and happiness. I believe we all have something in common. I believe we all want a peace of mind and happiness. Now, I've used several vehicles to achieve the peace of mind and happiness, to achieve the position I'm in now. So people will have to decide what vehicle are they going to use to get them there. Mine's just so happened to be information, communication. But I was, some years ago, looking in the mirror with the left side of my face paralyzed. And now I can say that my destination, I'm pretty much living <laughs> what I saw in the past. I'm now touching my, my dreams. I'm now living my destination with the exception of the palm tree 
on the beach. So <laughs> I, I, I've been doing some uh, recon recently and visiting several islands and looking for uh, at least my physical destination. Yes. <laughs> my mental and my emotional uh, destination is, is, is already here. I love the idea that Daryl shared about self-investment being a form of self-care. And when he unpacked that writing was a way to invest in himself, I couldn't help but think about things I'm doing now that are an investment in myself, but also where I can trim away things that aren't so that I can make room for even more investment. What about you? How do you invest in yourself? More specifically, how will you invest in yourself? I hope you'll listen to your intuition that probably has an answer to that question right at this very moment. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.